0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, September 21st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulcher,
0: And I'm Brett Goodeman.
1: We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're excited to continue talking with you about Hebrew words and why they are important. But before we get into that discussion, let us calm our hearts and minds with a prayer from Thomas Akempis.
0: Let us pray. Who can tell what a day might bring? Therefore, gracious God, Cause me to live every day as if it were to be my last. For I know not, but that it may be such. Cause me to live now, as I shall wish I had done when I come to die. Amen.
1: Our scripture today is from the first chapter of Exodus, verses 8 through 14. Now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Look, the Israelite people are more numerous and more powerful than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase and, in the event of war, join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with forced labor. They built supply cities, Pithom and Ramses, for Pharaoh. The more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread, so that the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. The Egyptians became ruthless in imposing tasks on the Israelites and made their lives bitter with hard service, in mortar and brick and in every kind of field labor. They were ruthless in all of the task that they imposed on them. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be, be to God. God. So we're continuing with our sermon series called Hebrew 101, Seven Hebrew Words Every Christian Should Know. So Tara, once again, I will ask, what word should we know from this passage and why should we know it?
1: So the word is Mitzrayim, and that is the word for Egypt. And I think we should know it for a couple of reasons. One is that um, for the Jewish tradition, um, The central story of their lives is about Exodus, Mm -hmm. about how they have been in bondage in Egypt and God set them free. Mm -hmm. Um, That's also the central story of Christianity, how we have been in bondage to sin and Christ set us free. So I like this passage and think it's important to remember that God is always in um, the business of freeing people Hmm. um, and of wanting them to live lives of freedom. Hmm. So, um, do you remember this part of the story, where they've been?
0: Yeah, so that, that's another thing is, you know, if, if we locate this and the story of scripture is before this we have the story of Joseph who comes to Egypt, he's placed just below Pharaoh, he brings his family and the Israelites kind of make their home in this exalted place. So they're in this moment of prosperity and as generations pass, then they're kind of knocked down the ladder. Um, And eventually get to the point where they're oppressed and enslaved. So I'm curious, you know, what hope do we have? How can we trust God when we descend kind of from that place of prosperity to this place of despair?
1: So first of all, I think it's really telling that the previous Pharaoh knew Joseph. Mm -hmm. He knew a Hebrew person personally. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. The new Pharaoh doesn't know a Hebrew personally. Mm-hmm. He just sees this group of people who he perceives as a threat. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because I think, I think we get in a lot of trouble when we start judging people as groups of people without knowing them yeah. or anyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the second thing is that we have to take hope for this. I may not like that I find myself in bondage, it is a part of life. But God always frees and yeah. leads us towards freedom. I think I'm more concerned of the ways I um, bind myself, mm-hmm. right? My own um, addictions and distractions. I do that on my own. Like, that is a choice yeah. sometimes. Um, and that's even more concerning. So I actually think it's a, a story of hope. Yeah. Um, we're reading the hard part right now. But... Um, can I tell you something else interesting I learned? Please do. Um, <laughs> in Judaism, well, first of all, so the Israelites are led out to Egypt and they're in, you know, in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of complaining and griping. And yep. I have always heard that as, oh, those Israelites, they should have done better. They're so unfaithful. But in Judaism, you are never judged by what you think, you're judged by what you do. Hmm. And if you look at it through that lens, even though they complained, even though they built a calf, golden calf, they still put one foot in front of the other and made it across the wilderness. Yeah. That makes them faithful. Yeah, And I love the idea that no matter how much I complain, which is a whole lot, um, <laughs> that it's really that I'm still moving forward and trying my best to follow God's calling that matters.
0: And, and in all that grumbling, we have the Lord still leading. And that one foot in front of the other, and sometimes we're putting one foot in the front of the other sideways um, and, and backward. <laughs> maybe we're walking backwards, but the Lord remains faithful in all of that, in, in that journey and um, where we're going.
1: I think you cannot understand the character of God unless you acknowledge that it's a God who frees and loves. Yeah. Um, and that those two are really interconnected.
0: It's interesting how um, you talked about how this is kind of a, this not kind of, this is the central story for uh, Judaism, and it's also the central story for the black church in a lot of ways mm-hmm. of, of the exodus. They see themselves as the Israelites yep. who God has brought out of bondage and is continuing to bring out of bondage, um, and I think that's so profound that uh, back to your point of of painting with broad strokes with uh, people groups of different societies, different cultures, different uh, time frames find themselves in this story because God is a redeemer and savior of all
1: Yes, absolutely, and there's something about about the idea that, um, I think it's easy to read this and think, well, I mean, we've got to figure out how to not have any more pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, think the truth is that pharaoh is sinful, like we all are, and this is the way it's borne out. So yes, we will certainly try to not do that, but it's also, I think, part of the human condition. Yeah. So, with that, our closing quote is from Soren Kierkegaard, and he writes that anxiety is the dizziness of freedom.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. If you enjoyed a quote we used today and want to learn more or read it again, you can go to rocketcitylift.com. We have cited and put up all quotes. Now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen.
1: Amen.